Welcome to AACS Today, the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Schools. Thank you for joining us on this episode of AACS Today. I'm Matt Tiscus, your host and regional director for the Mid-South region of the AACS. On today's podcast, we're going to be looking at an article called Coming Out of COVID-19 Stronger by Mark Zockel. In fact, Mark is here on the podcast to talk about the article with us. But before we walk through the document and the article and introduce our guest, we're winding down to the end of what we're calling season one of the podcast. We have just a couple more episodes planned for season one. Summer breaks upon us, and it's going to be a good time for us to evaluate how to best serve you with this podcast going forward. And we would love to get your feedback to that end. So send feedback to info at aacs.org. That's info at aacs.org. Now, don't worry if anything urgent or pressing arises over the summer, especially as it relates to COVID-19. We will certainly record a new episode to share that with you. But enough about that. Let's get to the article and our guest for today, and that's Mark Zockel. Mark, welcome to the podcast. And why don't you go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks for having me, Matt. So my background is in Christian education. I was an administrator of an AACS member school in Maryland uh, for some time before I uh, moved from that into higher education where I taught undergraduate and graduate classes and have done so for some time now, uh, specifically in the areas of English and in education. Uh, Right now I find myself stacking opportunities together as as an adjunct at different places. Um, And one of the delights I have is to be able to work with graduate uh, graduate students in their Masters of Education program. And actually it was from those students that this um, study uh, was sparked. So in the article, kind of right near the beginning, you state that the Christian school teacher has a responsibility to walk away from COVID strengthened. Why do you say that? I say that simply because James 1 tells us that we are supposed to be finding uh, we're supposed to see that the trials we are uh, we come into contact with are there to strengthen us, are there to to work out our patience. And I think other verses in Scripture clearly point us to not just uh, not just the the virtue of patience, but even uh, but even a, a transformation of the mind. Uh, Job talks, of course, famously about coming forth as gold uh, out of the refiner's fire. So I, I think that. I know that God provides for us uh, struggles and and temptations and trials so that we may grow. And I think COVID-19 was a giant opportunity for Christian school educators to to grow and to push themselves. Yeah, and not only to to grow, but to to do that in a matter of just a week or two to transition from in-person classroom to exactly. uh, to 100% digital. So yes. Sure. Um in a quick amount of time, our, our worlds were kind of turned upside down. Uh, Mark, yeah. if you had to boil down kind of the what as it relates to the content of your article to just one or two sentences, how would you describe it? Uh, this article bespeaks of how Christian school teachers who were teaching during the COVID-19 crisis came out strengthened. So, in what ways did these teachers, or the, the question I asked was, in what ways did you become a better teacher in pedagogy? And uh, there were several categories that I went into, technology, communication, assessment, but themes developed from there. 
but the but the what is how did teachers become stronger having walked through the crisis which was COVID-19 or I should say currently in COVID-19 of course because heaven only knows what the fall is going to look like at this point sure yeah sure and around the country we're we're, yeah. we're starting to see numbers rise and you know I think we're all sitting back watching going oh no what does this mean what does this mean sure. for uh, for the fall, but let's talk about the methodology that you use to collect data for this article. What did that look like? Well, the, the methodology was quite simple, uh, or at least as not as involved as it could be. I took a convenience sampling, just those emails and those uh, contacts that I had that I had available to me, and uh, Lord be praised, there were uh, those contacts did extend across the country, so I was able to get sampling from 20 different states, over 100 respondents. So I believe I have a, a solid survey. Uh, and the guarantee, the, the, the question of allowed for further completion was simply, were you a teacher during the COVID, uh, at a Christian school during the COVID-19 crisis? Uh, and so from there, teachers uh, filled out, these teachers filled out a, I think it was 11-question survey focusing on the content of uh, how they became stronger in different areas because of the crisis or how they responded to different areas. Uh, once that information came to me, I simply reviewed it. I, I found the theme in it. And as opposed to a general research, uh, a more a particular research article, I wanted to make it a lot less of me and a lot more of what was voiced. And so I simply, uh, in, in the report that is posted, I, I gave a lot of direct quotations from those who were willing to give such. And I've tried to keep myself out of it as much as possible. Sure. And that, I think that's very helpful. And, and one of the kind of the first uh, big picture areas that you touched on was that teachers became stronger in their communication. So what were the primary methods of communication uh, that you saw uh, folks using? And specifically, we're talking about teacher to parent and then teacher to student. So what that look like? Sure. So the communication, as I suppose, as can be imagined, but uh, what should be actually stated as, as having happened, of course, uh, communication uh, looked like a lot of emails. And that was actually a direct quote from one of the teachers that I pulled out and kept. Uh, apparently, emails were, uh, were how 134 of the respondents said they reach out to students. Now, that, that same question, I pulled that number from, offered several other categories of, of, of messaging and emailing and messaging were some of the uh, most checked. Uh, synchronous video came up a lot, as well as phone calls. Uh, and the, really, those numbers were mirrored with the students as well. The emails were very consistently used to contact students, as were the, uh, the text message and video conferencing, but more so with the students than with the parents, uh, the use of the school's learning management system was developed and, and utilized uh, for contact during this time. Yeah. And anytime there's communication, uh, there's going to be some obstacles with communication. But you put down that regular, what you call check-ins, helped with this. What did that look like from what you found uh, from the teachers? Sure. So one of the, one of the most often cited write-in responses when asking how they overcame communication barriers, uh, which was an open-ended question, was that teachers 
went about communicating with parents and students however they could, uh, and that would be multiple means, modes, tools of technology, but also um, regularly. And many of the, something that the teachers wanted to carry over into the future, uh, often stated, was the, the regular check-ins which a Facebook group or a Facebook page could provide them or remind.com uh, group messaging system or, or an email that, you know, they had saved the group, which was the teacher, which was the parents of the students. And so they could daily, if not weekly, check in. And this was something that they were adding to their pedagogy, which, of course, beforehand they, they may not have, but something that even they said later on they wanted to keep doing. So those regular check-ins, just like it sounds like, being more consistent in the communication with, with the home. Yeah. And finding, finding different means to do that. Of course, when you can't, uh, you know, as you're seeing a student get picked up in the car line or something like that, it's like, no, we need to be, we need to be doing this in, in different ways, uh, for sure. So, so, so communication, but then of course the the big one, technology use as well. Teachers became stronger in their use of technology. They didn't have, I don't think they had a choice. Um, no, but what, what did your study show about how teachers grew in their proficiency of technology usage? You know, I was looking, uh, I was looking at another source, another academic uh, source concerning how teachers adopt and utilize technology, and they, the source was identifying barriers to these, to the the way teachers in the past have adopted and used technology. And what's so interesting about the COVID nineteen crisis is those barriers were necessarily removed because the only way to go about the profession was to utilize, or excuse me. 99% of the most useful and reliable way to go out the, to go about the profession was to use the technology available to us in the modern age and available to these teachers in the modern age. So technology was a theme which ran throughout all of this and, and, and so obviously, uh, but many, but many uh, teachers grew in their proficiency in tech usage. I'll even, I'll, I'll point out this uh, specifically uh, some of the, some of the only demographic information I pulled was uh, I think I pulled four pieces of demographic information. One of them was what was the tenure of teacher tenure of teaching, mm-hmm. and for the the group of teachers who had been teaching for twenty plus years, um, I I was able to find specific um, quotations from them concerning how they use technology, and some of them were the most uh, uh, self-effacing and some of the most, uh, I'm realizing right now how useful it was for me to come out of this. In fact, one of the quotes was, uh, it forced me to get out of my rut and explore new avenues of teaching. So one of those, one of those respondents, uh, provided, uh, that nutshell of a response that, you know what, I, I had to move away from what I was doing and what I had known and going to something else. And for many of these teachers, that was technology. Yeah. And so many times in life, just in general, we get stuck in a rut. Sure. And so um, whether it be a, a health crisis or a financial crisis or other things mm-hmm. cause us to kind of reevaluate, um, man, so much good can come out of those things. And that's exactly what we're seeing with technology. And, and uh, Mark, in the article, you listed uh, almost 70 different applications and pieces of software that teachers grew in their usage of and found most useful to them. Uh, did you, did you find that surprising? 
you know what I found it was encouraging. I, I set up the questions I set up to gather this information specifically. I set up again as check all that apply questions, but they were, they each had an other option. And so these seven, 70 different applications, these were applications which teachers wrote in as other options, so to speak. Mm. Uh, so the Google suite easily far and away was the tool, um, maybe along with Zoom that was most noted by teachers. Not surprising. Be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not surprising. It, it's accessible, and especially with with um, organizations like Zoom making their uh, application uh, available and even offering a lot of feedback and um, or, or support during this time at right. a lower cost, if not for free. Uh, so it, it was surprising to me that I had not listed enough options for the teachers and that they had to write in these 70 other ones that I didn't even apply, which that was exciting. I, I took a lot of, uh, that was one of the, the, the times throughout the article, I actually did interject a little thought of my own of, you know, praise God, they are pursuing excellence with, with this sort of, this sort of um, tenacity to, to look at things like Seesaw and Marco Polo and, uh, Nearpod and Flipgrid and Edmodo and all the rest of these awesome tools or what could be awesome tools to utilize. So I was surprised and I was happily surprised to put it that way. If I was an administrator, I would have been pumped to see my teachers use, or if I was still as an administrator and being on a, the school board of the school that I was the administrator of currently, um, if I were to hear that our, our faculty were using these, I would be so thrilled and so happy that they had pursued excellence in that way. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable uh, to see, and it is certainly uh, exciting uh, yeah. to see our teachers just diving in and learning. And and I failed to mention earlier that this article will be linked in the show notes, and um, we want to encourage our listeners to go and just you know download the article. And one of the most useful parts of the article may be the list mm-hmm. of the applications that teachers were using. Uh, just to get a sense for what what was it like on the ground, and and you might, as a listener, as a leader in a school, or maybe a teacher, you might come across some resources that you have never even heard of, uh, and you can do a little more research on those and see how those might benefit you uh, on your campus as well. So sure. be sure. And if I may, yeah, I'm sorry, man, but if I may, along with that, there were in the report there are specifically, or there are times at which a teacher specifically provides their content. Uh, their content knowledge and how they utilize uh, a certain um, application in that content knowledge. So uh, there was a music teacher who talked about how they, how the music teacher used different applications to overcome the lack of face-to-face time during this crisis and, and, and English teachers and, and Spanish teachers and whatnot as well. So even uh, very practical hands-on how those teachers utilized these resources. Yeah. Absolutely. So, of course, you know, a lot of the respondents said that they plan to use these tech tools in their classrooms in future semesters. It was a it was a high number from the article. And that's, mm-hmm. of course, encouraging. But were you used to a little surprised that maybe that number wasn't a little higher? Yeah, the only I would say the only. I don't even want to say discouraging because overall I was highly encouraged by by the respondents. But there was a theme that I would have to develop in future writings if I was going to take this somewhere else and write about it, that there were respondents who saw COVID-19 as nothing but a detriment, who saw this last, you know, the spring semester 2020 uh, 
as a as a problem and really not as a way to to grow themselves. Right. And I I, I get that. I understand, especially in the beginning of the, the is an overwhelming thing. Uh, but hopefully, uh, even even those respondents can see coming out of it ways that they could grow at some point, or maybe they have a change of heart. Maybe I just come on a bad day when they were filling out the survey. Hopefully that was what it was. But I, in so much that these teachers want to use what they have uh, come into contact with in the future, I think that it shows that the, the crisis gave them an opportunity to utilize resources they wanted to anyway. And, and several teachers said, I've been wanting to use these technological tools, but I haven't had the opportunity to make them a part of what I do. Well, now I have to, and I'm glad I did because I want to use Google Classroom in the future a lot more than I did, not only to benefit uh, my students, but also to benefit me. Hey, if I can grade a Google form faster, if a Google form will grade it faster for me, why not just use that? So. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you talked about Google Forms for grading. Assessment was definitely a huge topic of discussion as we were, you know, thinking through, okay, how do we, how do we appropriately assess students in this virtual environment? So what did you learn from your respondents about uh, assessment? Sure. Assessments are always going to be difficult, whether national, uh, public education, private education, we, we spend a lot of money working through the Iowa COGAT scores and AACS, there's there's much to be said about assessment, especially this year when perhaps the assessment wasn't even done by the school, the, the, the standardized assessment wasn't done by the schools. Uh, the teachers had to get out outside the box if they were able to use the, you know, the packets that would uh, include a written quizzes and tests and, and the school actually allowed those to come back to the school. Some schools didn't allow those to come back to the school. They wanted the papers to stay away and people would take pictures of the tests and send them back in. Uh, but what I, but what I found was that so many of these teachers got very creative with how they went about uh, assessment. There were physical education teachers who had their students uh, send videos of themselves uh, running their 40 or there were, there were English teachers or uh, English and drama teachers had their, their students actually perform something on a, on screen. The thought of, wait, we could actually possibly assess in a different mannerism than we have before. We could, we could even go about doing some digital portfolios perhaps and having these students walk away with a resume built when they're done with high school. All of these things were mentioned and, uh, they were exciting. I'm glad to hear about them. Mm. That's good. That's good. Well, as, as we kind of wind down, the, the last few pages of the article were dedicated to how teachers grew uh, both personally and spiritually. So what, what stood out to you as you were, as you were kind of collating the results about uh, personal growth and spiritual growth? Sure. Well, of course, as a, as a teacher, what, happens in the personal is going to, and I guess it's any walk, but especially one with your so hands-on with, with students and with, with people, what happens personally is going to affect the professional. Um, and so there were, there were teacher responses that were, again, humbling for me to read through because it took, it took a, a large person, so to speak, to, to say what they said about themselves. I, I, uh, as, as pointed out earlier, I had to get out of my rut. I had to try something new. It required me to take steps in communication that otherwise I wouldn't have taken. And I'm realizing now that I was being lazy before then, or it forced me to think outside the box and how I was going to reach my students. 
Um, so there were those personal points of progression, which any hopefully administrator would love to see and any teacher would, would, would be stronger for. But of course, the, the personal is going to re- reflect the, the professional. And, and as Christians, uh, hopefully the part of that personal is the spiritual. Part of that, part of that personal is the spiritual. And I was delighted to see some of the responses that were written in. I got to share a couple of them here. Uh, these are included in the article. Um, one said, I definitely prayed more for students and families than I ever had before. You know, mm-hmm. what a blessing to hear that, that someone took this time and, and, and at the very least grew in how they were reaching out before the throne of God to their students. Another one said uh, so, so beautifully, this was just another opportunity to teach in his strength and his wisdom for his glory. Another one said, I found distance learning as an exciting way to get the gospel into more homes. You know, there's many things we don't know that's going to come out that we don't realize are going to come out of this, this crisis negatively and, and positively even yet as research still comes out about what the home life was like or what medical situations were like. But hopefully we're also going to find out as Christians that the gospel went out in very new and interesting ways. And here's one of them. Here's a teacher saying that the gospel went from uh, his or her mouth into the home. And that's, that's great, man. That's, that's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, just think about in a similar vein, all the churches who moved uh, to exactly. on, online streaming services or recording their services and how, how many uh, people's lives are able to be touched through those, you know, all around the world. It's uh, it is pretty humbling uh, to think about um, Mark, as we, as we, as we finish up, what would you tell to a teacher or a Christian school administrator who, okay, we've, whew, deep breath, we made it through those last few weeks and, you know, we're all hoping, you know, things are quote unquote back to normal in the fall, but we're seeing numbers rise. There's uncertainty around what, what is it, what, what things are going to look like? What would just be a piece of encouragement or two that you'd give to these teachers and admins as they look at the fall? Sure. Well, I, I would tell him, go read this article. Of course, I would say that. No, but I would, I would, I would point out to them in the scripture that the the heavenly Father knows us inside and out, and He has given us an opportunity with this trial to become stronger. So, though it was tough, and we know it was tough, and though there was stretching which hurt and probably even broke a few of us. That doesn't mean we have to begin the fall broken. In fact, what we have in front of us is an opportunity to begin the fall in the sort of out of the box, forward thinking, um, technologically appropriate, if not better place than we ever were before sort of way, which would mean the best different, you know, which could mean better differentiation for our students than we ever had before which could mean better family communication than we ever had before, which could mean also families which are more involved than they ever possibly were before because they were doing this at home with our oversight. What a great start to the year. And and also, we went through a terrible trial together. But if we're starting up in the fall, as Lord willing we will, we're doing that together and we're doing that in a better place. So how exciting is it? Not only that we get to wrap our arms around our students again, hopefully, you know, in the future, but also that 
we're as much of a family, you know, the different pockets of AACS schools across the nation are, they are more hopefully together than they ever have been in the past because of the crisis they shared and what an opportunity to grow as a school, but also as Christians. And, and that makes me again, hopefully I'm a little bit more of an out, outside of the box thinker than, than I am always in the box. Uh, and the outside of the box part of me gets really excited about, about what could happen in the fall for Christ, for the, for the gospel message and for our schools. Mm, that's good. Good, good advice. Good word of encouragement to our schools. Mark, thanks for joining us um, on the podcast today. Appreciate having you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it being here. Thank you so much, Matt. I think, uh, thanks AACS for everything they're pushing out. I know our administrator and our school have been very encouraged by the resources that AACS has, has been faithfully um, submitting throughout this time. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to thank our listeners for joining us on this episode of AACS Today. Don't forget that you can grab this article in the show notes. It's also on the COVID-19 resources page on our website. As a matter of fact, that's where the show show notes will link you to. So we want to encourage you to grab the article, uh, read it. Uh, put some of these tools into into practice. Look at the look at the software pieces and the different applications that were used. Uh, but be encouraged uh, by what has happened at the end of this school year that just finished up. And let's look forward to the upcoming school year with a great sense of anticipation about what God has for us in the fall, no matter the circumstances that we're in, whether we're uh, teaching digitally or in person, as we all hope for, of course or some type of hybrid uh, version of that. Know that we're praying for you and that we are here for you and that we look forward to sharing more good resources with you on upcoming episodes of AACS Today. Have a great day and God bless.